Welcome to the God Geeks podcast. Uh, it's been a little while. I've been super busy, but man, I'm excited about this episode. It is the official God Geeks Last Jedi episode. Uh, what I decided to do was I was up at St. Louis, up in St. Louis at uh, Concordia University, taking a class with a bunch of other um, vicars, you know, pastors in training. Um, and I sat down, two or three of them, and we talked about our course, we talked about what we were learning that week, and we talked about Star Wars and The Last Jedi. So uh, I hope you enjoy the episode. Sorry it's so late, but uh, it's going to be a fun one. Enjoy. So I've got with me Nathan and Victor. They are in my cohort which what's that mean nathan I don't, I don't uh, know a cohort, cohort just means, means we we <laughs> like to hang out with each other and uh, no that's not what it we means. were forced to hang out to each, yeah, with each other yeah more forced to and, i don't know and if and I like, we've no. grown to like each other like, tolerate like a disease <laughs> yeah <laughs> perfect um no so our cohort is like our class that moves through seminary together all three of us are students at uh, concordia seminary in st louis and we're in st louis right now we're all staying at the Cheshire Inn, the lovely Cheshire Inn in St. Louis. It's it's like being at a Tudor hotel in London or something. Yeah. It's kind of fun. With author-themed like author rooms. rooms. Yeah. It's really, what room are you in? Robert Browning. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Who are you? Same room. Oh, yeah, that's right. How many of you are in that room? There's like 10 of us in there. Wow, I got my own. Cause, yeah. Yeah, I'm too old yeah. for that, even though I'm younger than you guys. What's, what's your room? I'm in the Alexander Pope room. So nice. He, yeah, so Scottish poet, I think. Yeah. I should know this. I'm an English teacher. I don't know. <laughs> um, so if you hear weird noises, there's a bunch of other seminarian students. Seminary, seminarians? Seminarians. Seminarians out in the lobby uh, having a good old time. And uh, yeah, we're... We're just in the, the conference room. So if you hear rolly chairs, that's what's going on there. Yep. Um, just got a new mic. We're trying it out. We'll see how the levels are. We'll figure it out in post. We'll figure it out in post. We're doing it live. So um, there's a lot to talk about. A lot. Because we only see each other like once a year. Yes, yeah. Not on, that's not on a screen. We yep. tele, yeah. telecommute for class. Um, and I've saved a particular subject to talk about with you guys. I haven't posted an episode about uh return of the jedi yet come on in man come on in well okay, we got another person joining us this is the anthony how do you say your last name forgione forgione from you have to say it like that from where you're from staten island is that right Queens. here scoot over this way so we can all get in the <laughs> queens, queens. The oh they're all the same right, right? yeah you get it do you get on a ferry to go to queens is that how that works <laughs> Can you say that louder for the microphone, please? Queens. No, 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 no this. Oh, he's got Star Wars pajamas on. Yeah, Victor's I got do. Star Wars pajamas and a a Darth Vader shirt that says "I am your father." Yep. I can totally get behind that. So I'm gonna move the mic just a little bit. Uh, I think I'm the loudest one on here. That's not for long though, because Anthony's from Queens, well, yeah, we, so we know we he's speak gonna speak loudly, loud. <laughs> obnoxiously. <laughs> so, oh, all right, this is gonna be awesome. So, um, we gotta talk less less Jedi, but I'm gonna save that. A little bit later, because um, I want to talk about our time this week so far. Because we've been learning about how to preach. We're in the homiletics one course, and I don't know about you guys, but I learned I'm I'm not a good preacher. (laughs) I've been doing it. I've been doing it all wrong. Yeah, me too. That's what I've learned. Yeah. 
<laughs> so what's what's one of your biggest takeaways, Anthony? What 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 specifically have you been doing wrong? <laughs> it's it's a number of things, but you know the, the the one thing that struck me was that you know one of the one of the things about being a good pastor was that you sort of stepped away from the manuscript that you had, you know, and you were trying to make it a sort of natural conversation that took place between you and the parishioners. Okay, and I've been very much dependent on a manuscript throughout. 40 or so sermons I've done so, over the like, past year. Have you been reading from a manuscript, or you try to memorize it? Or I've, I've tried to do a little bit of everything. Uh, I've tried to do some memorizing, but at, at all times what I've had in front of me is the full sermon. What I've tried to experiment with recently is an outline, where I've sort of tried okay. to step up. More in extemporaneous. Words, exactly. Kind of if it's not there in front of me, then I won't necessarily have to look at it. So it'll be more left to my yeah. you know, memory to try yeah. to you know say the things that I have to. But that's one thing that I, I knew I needed work with, but yeah. I, I didn't even realize that that was like the goal. Like that's really, that, that seems like that's the golden standard, right? right? Yeah, no notes. Is to be able to go up there with no notes, know what you're going to say, have it sort of memorized or at least, you know, re- remember in a, a way where it just comes out sort of seamlessly. Yeah, natural. Yeah. And... yeah. So I said Well, to I mean, myself, that's what I appreciate from, from pastors. If if I went to a church where the pastor just read a manuscript, I think I'd, I'd, I'd fall asleep. It could be the best content in the world, but I'm going, don't read to me. Yeah. When and I then, read to myself, I fall asleep. And then you, <laughs> and then you realize, another thing I've realized is that, and I mean, I, I guess that this is somewhat logical, but it's something we take for granted. Um, we sometimes don't realize ourselves is that a, a sermon is meant to be spoken. It's not meant to be read aloud. It's not a lecture. No. You know? Yeah. It's something much different. Well, that, it's an event. That brings me to like the big takeaway I've, I've gotten this week. Um, and someone had, my pastor had said it to me more than once, right? It just finally, I think, really clicked this week. I'm a good teacher. I know how to teach. I teach five days a week. I don't know if my students would say I'm a good teacher, but I, you know, I've got the tools You're and the toolbox to be a teacher. I'm confident in what yeah. I do. Preaching is not teaching. There's a teaching element to it. Mm-hmm. It's proclaiming. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference between me saying Christ died for our sins and, and here's how we see it in the text, yada, yada, yada. That is different than me proclaiming, giving Christ to everyone. So it's different. So listeners out there, <laughs> Christ died for you and is coming back and will resurrect us with him and we will live in an amazing kingdom forever with him. And you are invited to the party. Right, that is totally different than so we see here. There's a, a kingdom that goes on forever, and, and yada yada yada, which is what I've been doing. And what verse three shows. And what us verse three is, shows this is, I've been trying right. to go verse by verse and explain, explain, and I thought I, I thought I was giving a sermon. I thought I was, and and I don't know how to teach. Teaching. And I'm like, how do I teach Bible studies? You apparently know how to teach. I was teaching Bible studies, <laughs> and now and, I need to preach. A yeah, sermon. from the Bible studies from the pulpit is not what we're called. Yeah, now. yeah, and, not what we're called. Again, there is a need for exposition. There is. Yeah. Like, we can't completely dismiss the skill or the art of expo- uh, expository yeah. you know, writing and such. However, ultimately, you know, we're preachers. We proclaim the gospel. Yeah. That that needs to trump sort of everything else. Well, sorry about the verb. That, <laughs> that needs to yeah. outweigh everything else. Yeah, that is yeah that I got you. Nathan, what were you going to say? That's, I think that's increasingly important, though, in our sort of biblically illiterate culture and society that we're yes. in the, the idea that um we do need to do some teaching we mm-hmm. really do because people come into our 
our churches and they don't necessarily know what half the words we may want to use. Yeah, in and, our and they're not coming to Bible class either. Yeah. yeah. And a so this may be their only right. spot where they're learning, right. but they're also getting the word of God proclaimed to them in a way that impacts them for everyday life. Yeah. You brought up a great point. I, my, our professor said this, uh, <laughs> Professor Bobby said, more and more people just don't know how to read the Bible. Right. You know, it's a different type of reading. It's not picking up the yeah. and the it's multi genre. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's narrative, right? There's yeah. poetry, um, and yet the average person doesn't know how to pick up a Bible and read it uh, in a manner where they're able they're to. Not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was, that too, was that too soon? No, yeah. no, no. We, we we always just like the gospel should permeate. So should, so should Star Wars and the Force. Yes, totally. <laughs> Meta narrative. Meta narrative. Yes, yeah, Star Wars. You know, but Star Wars is a great. Great example of, of meta narratives and and, and oh. everything that that kind of we, we work with, you know. Um, but Star Wars doesn't proclaim anything. Oh no, you know it had it wears what it, it is on its sleeve and that kind of thing. But there's no proclamation. So I mean, as right. much as I Proclaims love those the things, forces with you. Yeah, that's a that's about as close as it gets really at times. But so this is just it's been really really eye opening to me this week, and and what's been amazing. And Nathan, you can probably speak to this too, Professor Nielsen has been proclaiming the gospel to a room full of vicars, a room full of student pastors who you would think, okay, I don't need to explain the gospel to them. Maybe you don't need to explain it to us. But it needs to be proclaimed to us every time we meet. And that has been so refreshing that we've been proclaiming the gospel, I think, three or four times a day while we're in that room. Yes. And I feel so charged and fulfilled. And it's just it's proving the point he's making, which is, you gotta proclaim. That's that's the important part. We've come for a class to learn, to learn. <laughs> how to proclaim, but we got proclaimed it. Yeah, and, and through the use of story, yeah, his life, his his testimony, yeah, um, we've seen how the gospel impacts not just him, but then he proclaims that impact to us. And yeah. So that's just oh, I mean, it's I, how many how many misty eyed moments have you oh, guys I Well, it's, okay, it, uh, let's talk about yeah. the uh, yeah the elephant in the room too. The dog that was in the room. Oh, oh. So there's this really cool ministry that uh, it's a Lutheran comfort dog ministry. I forget the exact name of it, but if you Google Lutheran comfort dog, it's, I have it's it what it's called. You got a picture of it actually. Oh man, so I, lo- I love dogs. So when I saw that, I was like, I gotta take a picture. Yeah. Of so picture. Noah, the comfort dog, was in our class. That was, that that our professor, professor, that our professor yeah. yeah. Except James. Our <laughs> class except James. James is the other comfort dog. <laughs> You know what it says about me that like I'm like listening to the professor and my eyes keep cutting down to this dog laying on the floor. Yeah. And every time I make eye contact with this dog, I tear up. Like I don't yeah. know what that means. It was I, it was so I, comforting. Yeah, I was comforted. Uh, so it's called the Lutheran <laughs> Lutheran Church Charities, and it's LCC Canine Comfort Dog Ministry. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And the dog's it name's is. Noah. And Noah, right. the comfort dog. And and, and, and and every dog they get their name. And part of their 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 actual name is followed by a scripture verse. Yep. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. Yeah. And they go to different mm. tragedies or schools mm. or various things. Whenever there's there's someone that needs to be comforted, these dogs get on airplanes. They fly under the seats and they go to where the need is. Hurricanes. And, and the handlers proclaim the gospel uh, with the dogs yep. and and with their words. And it's just it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. We actually have one. That visits our school a lot, and and we had a, a, a child pass this year, oh. uh, and and the comfort dog came in and was just hanging out in the halls, and it, you could you felt a weight kind of drop. It was great, and and such a 
amazing way to, to share the gospel through God's creation. Mm. Through the ministry Absolutely. of presence. The ministry of, of, a presence. Dog. Yeah. of a dog. Yeah. yeah. God using his creation to minister to you. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, dogs are one of God's greatest creations. I truly believe that. I know that sounds like a. I, they're awesome. I mean, dogs are so, great. so awesome. Dogs are now, so there's great. no comfort cats though. I noticed that. Oh, I wanted to say <laughs> the way I feel like dogs are a gift. I'm not so certain about cats. Come right. on, maybe they're the opposite. No, I I comfort, cats. comfort kittens are is probably a thing you could kittens. do. You could bring kittens. They got like razor blades. Yeah, they do. They do. It's like Wolverine. Yeah. I love cats, too. We we love all of God's creation in here. Just some are better than others. Yeah. I would like a comfort sloth, actually. I think that'd be cool. That would be hanging and just hugging you. Yeah. They seem like they're good huggers. And they smile. Yeah. Why do they get such a bad rap? One of the seven deadly sins. I don't know. Okay. So. What else, anything else stand out to you all this week? I, I've also loved the fact that we've gotten to really minister to each other through just fellowship and yeah. hanging out and, and brotherhood. And yeah, that's been huge for me. I mean, I'm, I totally miss my family, but this this has been nice. Yep. I, I feel like you know, my my mentor, uh, you know, Matt Popovich said to me, you know, going through going to seminary is like it's an experience. You know, it's it's more than just you know, going to school and, you know, learning the theology and learning the languages, of, you know, et cetera, and the homiletics. But, you know, being with your brothers in Christ and being able to, you know, develop a relationship with them, yeah. study alongside them. Because yeah. it, it's not like we're, you know, we're studying together, but, you know, we're in worship together, you know. It's like we are brothers in, in Christ. And being able to experience that uh, as a group, uh, as you know, as as, as a, an extended family, essentially, it's just that really. I've I've, I've felt that greatly this past week. Yeah. And you know, Adobe Connect's great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not I, the same. It's, but it's just not the same. You know, it's yeah. like I can see what's going on on your screen. You can yeah. see what's going on my screen. Yeah. And, you know, technology is a blessing that's enabled us to do what we're right. doing here. You know, and you know, so thank God for that. But there's definitely something to yeah. be said about that personal human touch about being here together this past week and I, I just I'm uplifted I feel like I'm going home on a high right now the Holy Spirit it's been awesome yeah I think you know a moment for me this morning as I was thinking about our entire experience was uh, okay this is awesome and we get this what twice a year maybe yeah. we're hanging out um, and then I'm looking towards the end of the program and I'm like how many more times oh, then what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I may never get to and, and yes we're still going to hang out we're going to we're going to keep the connection going but this is a blessing in this time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, God yeah. set this up, you know, yeah. and he's working through our relationships and it has been, uh, yeah. it's been a tremendous blessing, I think to me and I think to all of us. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about the force. Here we go. You ready? Here we go. Okay. The elephant in the room. The last Jedi. Yep. There, there's a, there, there are a lot of people out there didn't enjoy it. Didn't enjoy it. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull you guys just randomly. Uh, thumbs up, thumb down, simple, simple. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Where are you at on Last Jedi? I got a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Hundred percent thumbs up. Me too. So we got four thumbs up in here. I don't know where the hate's coming from. I, you know, I okay. So Bill hate Brimer, hate, who's been on the show a lot and helped found the show and was in like fifty episodes, right? He, he. I don't want to speak for him, but he's in the thumbs down camp, right? I'm gonna get him on the show and make him explain that he's got some explaining to do. Maybe I need do. an explanation. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't he know. has a lot of logical arguments, though. Okay, very much, and a lot of emotional arguments, and that's kind of where I'm at too. I got a lot of emotional arguments mm. for it. There's some some logical against it. Um, the critics loved it, and the fans are like split. 
is just yeah that's so that's so yeah. interesting yeah I've never seen a movie like that where the critics loved it and the fans were so well it's I, I think it might be one of the highest movie. rated yeah. Star Wars movies on Rotten Tomatoes and the lowest on critic score on Rotten Tomatoes that's crazy now there's always a vocal you know well you can't do that meh that and, 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 and that's as, me most of the time but you know as as somebody who you know was five years old when star wars when it was one movie when it came out yeah and so i've been through it all so you, have, you have legit fandom though. i've got i've got legit fandom yeah and while i don't think that last jedi was a perfect star wars movie it was still worlds better than Phantom Menace and uh, Attack of the Clones, oh, and, yeah. Attack, and Attack of the Clones, yeah. um, and even and it was the Re- best Revenge, 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 of the Sith Revenge of the Sith is good. That had some good stuff, mm, some yeah. good stuff. But I think this is far better. Do you think it was better than Force Awakens? Um, mm, I do think it was. I, I thought I Force might, Awakens was good too. Though I loved Force Awakens. I thought I yeah. might want to rewatch rewatch Force Awakens I, more. I, I, and, I actually uh, watched uh, Force Awakens. And then immediately went to the theater to go see That's a good the, way to the Last Jedi, which was good. It brought it brought some of the, uh, the. So Force Awakens didn't surprise me. This movie surprised me, well, it, it, and I think that was that was what that was might be big. what's jarring. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it flipped a lot of the conventions on their head. Yeah. Yes, it did, and uh, and there was there was some of Force Awakens that did surprise me. I mean, like, sure, waiting until the the, the last like thirty seconds of the movie to finally see Luke Skywalker. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. In that, yeah. And sure. In there, epic scene, and like we—I thought I was going to see Luke throughout he's the entire movie. He's staring, they're holding out the lightsaber, and then I should—I should probably mention we're just going to go spoiler. ahead and do a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert: We're not doing yeah. spoiler free. It's been weeks. I think we're okay. Um, so if you haven't if, seen, you haven't it, seen it, it, then you're not a Star fan. Wars fan, yeah. and yeah. you probably won't care. Yeah. So yeah, and why? Why would you be listening to God Geeks? I don't know why. And so to wait to wait two years, then. To finally see the the culmination of that scene of Ray holding out the lightsaber yes. and then he and just he throws it. it over and I wanted to see it go through por- a porg though. I thought a porg yeah, was going to turn in, it on. In, in some some um, concept art, they actually did have it doing that. <laughs> I, oh, uh, I follow uh, Peter Mayhew who played Chewbacca yeah, on, yeah. On, on Twitter. Yeah, and somebody recently asked him. I can't re- exactly remember what it was. But he essentially says that Chewbacca ate the porg and likes eating porgs, <laughs> yeah. which I think is fantastic. <laughs> I think he's also not been invited to be any more of the. It's just kind of a sad story. Well, I think his health, his health, his too. health too. Yeah. Oh no, Peter Mayhew was. I'm thinking of someone else. I'm thinking of uh, the guy who was in the suit for Darth Vader. <clears throat> oh no, he's yeah. kind of out of live now. Peter Mayhew, he's start all. Of, yeah. yeah. Sorry, forget what I just said. Um, Chewy all the way. I bet porgs are tasty too. It looked it, it good. Looked it good. looked really good. It looked like a, roasted. A cross yeah. between a Pokemon and a Furby. Like yeah. Pikachu and a Furby. If you, if well, when Pikachu you're designing a toy to sell millions of it, that would make sense. But that's what it was. <laughs> Bef- <laughs> it, 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 it was a Pikachu Furby. Yeah, I think you're that's right. What it was. Yeah. Before I finally had a chance to Meets see Puffin. Before I finally had a chance to see the movie, my, my pastor or mentor. He kept on sending me uh, text messages with fake spoilers. Yeah. And one of the spoilers was that was that at some point in the movie, someone uh, uh, spills water on the porgs, and they go crazy. <laughs> I like and Grimace. Grimace. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That'd be great. <laughs> now, I, I, did, I did have this fear, though, going into it, that they were going to put the porgs into the plot line way more than I think they yeah, probably yeah, should. They were, yeah. But they were ornamental, and they were wonderful. Yeah, I'm they okay had a sense it. of lightness and humor. And Chewie had that moment where he's like, 
oh, I, 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 I'm torn about eating you. And then yeah. they're on the Millennium oh, Falcon. Yeah. They're on the Millennium Falcon. And he's like, get out of my way. I'm trying to fly the <laughs> ship. And they're big eyes staring up at him. I'm like, oh, that's so good. I, I like the porgs. Yeah, I like them. I'm sold on them. Okay, so some of the other complaints were the uh, Rose and Finn plotline. Mm. I, I liked the interaction of the characters and what happened. Yeah. Uh, and especially the big culmination of, of Rose, you know, I, I ran into you because because we're not supposed to destroy the things we hate. I ran into you because we're supposed to protect the things that we love. I like that message. That was message. a huge, like huge moment. Mm. Um, but the, the casino scene. Yeah. Superfluous. Superfluous. It, That's the word. It was extra. It just yeah. didn't feel like extra. it needed to be in said. there. It was pretty. The only yeah. thing I can think of is if they were trying to bring is it Benicio del, Benicio del, Toro? del Toro's character. If this we're was his entrance character into the story, like I his think way of getting I, in we there, will see him. Blitz, Blobbity Blue, yeah. he is going to be in the next movie. Oh yeah, so, oh yeah. That but we, don't, we don't have that context right now, so it did yeah. feel just extra. Like okay, yeah. I just wasted. But just like too. well, but okay. okay. Some people it are was, saying it was oh, visually it, pleasing. I'll give it that. It no, was, no, yeah. it was. Those, it was those, uh, what were those? I thought riding it was, on. A, it was a future. Casino. Yeah, the horse. Thing. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't like it. Really? Yeah, because because while you say visually pleasing, I thought it was. I thought it was. It was too visually pristine. When you think of the original cantina on Tatooine, well, it's yeah, dirty. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what. And they're I know it's different. I know it's different, but it was. They're so trying to show here no is dirt, all the people no and benefiting okay, from the dirt. Maybe that's what it's dirtiness on the other side too. That's, that's true. Good point. Exactly. Dirt behind was, the scene. Oh, yeah. I think repeated viewings. We might see more what they're trying to do. I didn't like the pace or the tone per se at times of that. Yes. That plot line. Now, and, and some people complained the plot line went nowhere. They didn't help the cause. That was the point. Question. Yeah. Question. We talked about this a little bit the other night. Okay. Uh, was DJ, who is who we are calling Benicio del Toro's character. We don't right. actually know his name, but I guess it was on his hat. Or yeah, something people like call that. him DJ. Yeah. Um, did you join or don't don't join? Don't join is his phrase that he says to Finn. Right. So people are saying that he's DJ. Was DJ the master codebreaker that they were seeking? I think it, mm-hmm. I think it's let's pretty... take a vote. Let's take a vote. What do you okay, guys thumbs think? Okay, thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumb, thumbs up, thumbs up. Yeah, I think they're yeah. in that. I think I think he lost he, the thing. He lost the the, 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 the plume pin. Yeah. to the dude at yeah. the high stakes table. Which totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's kind of like a darker Han Solo. In a Absolutely. Lot of ways, which is I think they were I think they were trying to take the archetypes we already know, twist them, break them, change them, like a Rubik's uh, question cube. them. Yeah, totally. I'm doing that with my hands. A Rubik's cube <laughs> thing. I think that's what they were going for, and I think they're trying to say, hey. We're going to go new directions with Star Wars. Get ready. Yep. Yeah. Get ready. But there will still be someone to root for. There will still be a cause, a new hope, you know, a new, new hope. And they set that up with that last shot. Oh, they really did. Yes. And, and the thread of hope, not only hearkening back to the original, uh-huh. the original movie, but also the thread you know, where they're thinking the rebellion is done. The spark that yes. could ignite the hope is yeah. gone. Yeah. And then, and then, True confessions. I actually use this line in my Christmas Eve sermon. Our, our, theme, our, theme, yeah. our theme was real hope. And uh, what was Laura Dern's character's? I don't remember her I name. Remember. But but where Admiral she says something or something or other. Uh, Admiral Laura Dern, Dern. Uh, <laughs> of the purple hair of the purple. Um, yeah. Where where uh, she told she told Poe that Leia had told her that hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it. You'll never make it through the night. Yeah, and 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 in the darkness of of humanity, wow. when the time had fully yeah. come, God sent His Son, Thanks. the true hope. Yeah, okay? not the Star Wars Preach. hope. 
Um, and, 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 and if we if we don't look for him and all we see is the darkness around us, we can lose that hope. So I I, 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 I thought that was I love it. Woo-hoo. I love yeah, it. Good. So Laura Dern's character, I liked her. I thought she didn't take no guff from no one. Yep. I liked the way they were being subver- subversive with. She doesn't have to answer to no. Poe. And there was one scene where she was surrounded by Flyboy. all the decision makers after the bridge had been destroyed, and it was all women. And here's Poe trying to be part, of the, but he's not. That's not his job. It's not his role. I didn't no. even. It was amazing. It was. It was just beautifully subversive. I liked it. Um, yeah, I, I I really liked how they tried to, to to sneak some things in that I think were good messages. Yeah. Uh, but there are ones that that maybe some fanboys in particular might have had some issues with. I mean, we have a hard. Let's talk about it, man. We sometimes have a hard time taking orders from women. Yep. Um, and, and, and jumping back to Rogue One, what I thought was really, yeah. really cool. How, yeah, bring how that we, in. We saw, we saw female pilots. We did. For, for the first time. Yeah. And then, of course, and, and then we go oh. through uh, New Hope and, and Empire Strikes Back and, and uh, Return of the Jedi. And there's none of them. Yeah. But then we've got them again. Yeah. And it's, it's a new thing. It's, yeah. it's a new age. So and I thought, and it's, oh. it goes back to Force Awakens when Rey doesn't need... Finn grabbing her hand and, and, and yep. making her run with her. I mean, it's this girl power, it's, girl power stuff, and I like it's that. Fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. I have a daughter. She's seven years old, and she's found a hero in Ray. Absolutely, yeah. she can watch stars, and she has a hero who she wants to emulate. She wants to. Well, in Princess Leia, it was always like that. Yeah. yeah. When when we first meet Princess, well, not first meet her, but when the uh, Luke first meets Princess Leia. She's like, what are you guys doing here? I don't need, and, and I don't need to be saved. And then when she grabs the blaster. She grabs the blaster. Itself, I mean, it's wonderful. always kind of been like that. Yep. And I think they're doubling down on that. So that's very Star Warsy. So when people were complaining yeah, about that, that's that I'm like, new. which Star Wars have you been watching? Yeah. That's not new. Yeah. yeah. Although I did not like, and I think we might be on the same page with this, Mary Poppins, Leia, um, floating, floating through, through space. space. That was a tough scene for a lot of people. That was one of the scenes I think make a bro- uh, made it or or, or broke it, made it or break it. Okay, yeah, so, so for people, yeah, I that was a divider. As, yeah, as much divider. as much as possible, I stayed away from reading any media. Yeah. about it leading, leading up to it. Yeah. I did see one thing after Carrie Fisher died. Yeah. Um, where uh, Ryan Johnson is that? Yeah, is that Ryan Johnson. Um, said we are not going to digitally reanimate Carrie Fisher down the road. Um, we have a graceful way for her. To, to leave I the story. It was be right and there. I thought it was going to be right oh. then. And they've had probably two other times during the movie. She could have been when, the when, one when, on the plane. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. When, when, oh. when it that been, been a... now, they're, now they're going to have to deal with it in some other way a, in, in the next how movie. How do they deal with it? Unless perfect. they've already filmed some stuff that we don't know about. Yeah. Right, right. I'm going out, still, I'm going out going as a boss. I'm turning this ship around. Taking this other thing out. Like, that would have been awesome. Can you imagine? Now, my buddy said, right, but. But um, she needed Le- Leia needed to come back at least at least at least from space right. in order to right. reinstate Poe. So, and we in, needed that that closure moment with Luke. And yeah. then in the broader, yeah, I think, yes, that, yes. I think that was important. I think that's why they did. In the broader it. Star Wars canon, though, uh, her use nerd. <laughs> I would say that her use of force of the force in the way that she was able it's been to established. do that has been established. Yeah. So yeah. this is not something that is just. Made no, up. no, and she's a Skywalker. Yeah. So well, let's Skywalker. talk about the family vacuum lineage, of space. Yeah, well, she's no, no. Star Wars does not have scientific rules. I mean, the gravity never works the way it should. Yeah, tell me how those bombs at the beginning work if they're just dropping out of the right, right. Good point. So oh, how does that work? There's, dude, gra- there's yeah. gravity when they you want have it. To not spin like, that when you go yeah. into a Star Wars. I think Wars that was one of the first like, times uh, there actually was weightlessness. 
I think that might be the first scene in Star Wars. Right, the where bombs there is. dropped, but Leia was floating, huh? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah, but, force. but laser swords, hey. willing, <laughs> and, 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 yeah, choke, yeah, yeah. and choking people force. with your hand. That's Midi chlorians, so, yeah, choking people through holograms. Through, yeah, through holograms. Uh, well, yeah. I think I like the force being amped up in this one. I like connecting across the universe with the force. I thought that that's a that, natural I, I direction for it to go. Spiritualize the force. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's which the which like the prequel trilogy took out. Yes. They took it out. And, and, right. and Force Awakens did introduce it back in. Yes. They did. And I like that. I like it a lot. It was magical. It was magical. That it was. I, I never like in a, in a fantasy book or series where they try to explain the magic too much. It mm. just needs to be magic. I don't need rules yes. per se. I don't no. need, I just, just give me the, you make your own the fantasy. I'm going to suspend my disbelief and we're going to have some fun. Make your own science behind when, How did Ray be able to interpret so many languages like Wookiee and... BB-8, and I mean, she can understand so many languages. She obviously has the gift of interpretation. She does. She does. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's always been a thing. I've I've wondered about that. We have protocol droids that are supposed to interpret. Yeah, but Han Solo speaks Wookiee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think it's the same thing. You just got to roll with it. You got to roll with it. It's fun that way. I mean, but you can kind of. Feel what Chewbacca is saying most of the time. Yes. And R2D2. Also, yes. It's tone. Which is great. Back to speaking. Tone. Or, uh, preaching. Tone matters. Tone matters. Okay. Oh. Okay. Back to Star Wars. Now, um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, the other issues people had were things like the lineage of Rey. They really wanted there to be an official, you know, she's something connected to the bigger story. What do y'all think about that? I see it two ways. Okay. I think that, that, I, that, there's a possibility that Kylo Ren completely told her the truth and she does not have any connection to the story and she's just a nobody. Yeah. Which could be cool because you don't have to just be connected to the Skywalker clan to be powerful and be able to do something good. Right, Or the other side... played up too much. Or the other side is Kylo Ren was lying to her and knows more and knows who she is but was lying to her to try and manipulate her to join him. That's a dark side move. And both both are very good possibilities. And and I did read J.J. Abrams is doing the next movie. Yes. And and Ryan Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams talked about it and decided together what they were going to do. So th- it, they might be on the same page that either of those scenarios. Right. And right. I think I think that's fine. But I'm okay with that. She's just you know. And and the little boy at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, well, we don't we don't know what but his name is. With the broom. Wouldn't that give so much hope hope to children in America, children out in the world? We've got junky parents out in the world. We've got you know I'm coming from nothing. I'm I'm an orphan. I'm all those I, different I'm things. I'm in the foster care. I'm in the foster care system. Why can't they be heroes too? Amen. Yeah. Right. Sounds Why like do I have to have these these special lineage or whatever? Sounds like Christianity. It is. It really yeah, is. It's, it's a, that's a Christian and I liked value. how they that's broke the lightsaber. Yep. They yeah. broke that rule. Yeah. The, the, the the Excalibur lightsaber that has been through every movie. I mean, it's the Excalibur. They broke Dang. it. They broke it. And Ray gets to uh, take that and put it back together in something new. Maybe a double bladed lightsaber on her. Maybe some big purple stick. purple blades or something. That'd be cool on her big stick. I mean. She can do something new and different and, and be the hero that she needs to be. Yeah. I like that. I have so much new hope for Star Wars now. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of obvious. But, uh, I don't know. I'm excited. And and it sounds like Rain Johnson is going to get to do his own trilogy that is not connected to the Skywalker trilogy. Mm. We don't know where chronologically, but there he's, he's already got that. started writing it. 
It's gonna be amazing. We've got the Han so Solo we, we movie. So we don't know where. Yeah. We don't know where. So there's we still got episode nine, and J.J. Abrams is doing that. We've got the Han Solo movie in May. Ne- yep. And then uh, this I summer. Heard, this summer. Yeah. Can you believe that? And I heard that they already have the next uh, Solo uh, Star Wars story is going to be uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Kenobi. They got planned, and then another trilogy that's going to start a new. I didn't hear about the new, new story trilogy. arc. Oh, new wow. Yeah. I mean, and and here's the deal. Yeah, it's Disney. Yeah, they're making money. Yeah, yada yada yada. But you know what? I'm fine with that. Disney give give does, me some good movies. Disney does good work. Disney goes. I like what Disney they do with Marvel. Work. Maybe we're going to be oversaturated with this stuff, but not if they do new and different things like right. they well, did. That's right. So they're continuing the world. Things. They're continuing the world, and maybe we're going to get some other that. different genres. Like Rogue One was a very cool kind of it, war if, and and heist even, genre. Even if, even if Rogue One wasn't a Star Wars movie, it, it would have been a great. really good movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I, I yeah. think there's some great stuff coming down the pike. Um, the, the the other thing that I've heard people complaining about, if, okay. if we have time, yeah, we got to, oh, is well, let me check. Do we have time? Sure, why not? Okay, is um, Snoke? Uh, we, didn't, we didn't get a lot of yeah. things going for Snoke. Again, yeah, I was I was okay with it, but I know there's a lot of people that were upset that yeah. we didn't get to find out I mean, his backstory. Snoke and... has like impeccable clothing tastes. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, dude, dude doesn't lounge is... around in like oh, in his kimono. We and have to talk about the fight. The fight. Oh my gosh! It was beautifully so choreographed. Oh, the best. It was gorgeous. It might be my favorite fight scene in all of Star Wars. Yep, I think it is. Now, granted, there's there's something about seeing your first Star Wars fight scene. You know, Obi Wan and Vader. Yes, that's amazing. Yes. It's yep. awesome. Yep. This Luke was, and Vader. This Luke and Vader. Awesome too. This 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 was this a was, new thing. This, this was, was this was as good, if not better, than Empire Strikes Back. Luke and Vader fight. Yes. This would be like Luke and Vader teaming up to take down the Emperor with a lightsaber battle. Right. But oh. to, to me, what made the whole thing was all the events that even led up to the fight, right? Yeah. So so you're sitting there and you're seeing all the parallels between that and uh, what was the... So 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 he's being shown... Uh, she's being shown all the, the yes. people getting destroyed yeah. outside just the way oh, Luke was. They were Jedi. It, let, return yes. the Jedi scene. Return of the Jedi scene. I gotta rewatch. And then all of a sudden... Um, the whole thing gets shattered. It's yeah. like, okay, I all your want you to see these parallels, and now I'm going to break them all. He's a genius. He was great. I, new. I thought that was... I'm glad uh, he just That was really I really awesome. like yeah. the fight scene where Kylo and Rey uh, teamed up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, 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 Brilliant. Years, sorry. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> the, yes. The, the, there were... Uh, to see that both sides... Um, because you really got a sense there that Kylo was on the fence about, you yes. know. You could being, feel it. Yeah, and you've, you've felt it throughout, right? You felt yeah. it going back to the last, uh, the last Star Wars movie as well. Um, but the fact that he did what he did there um, was yeah. really a revelation of the fact that he really w- was on the fence about where his heart was. And that he, yeah, I like that. I want, I want a bad guy that I can slightly empathize with. I want that. Uh, I don't want this so super evil and it doesn't make sense why they're so evil. Mm-hmm. He actually thinks he's going to help the universe. He really believes that. He really believes that the Jedi were too legalistic, too this, too, too that. He really believes it. Um, I want that in my my anti-hero, my, my enemy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, it makes sense. And I want there to still be a chance of redemption, even though it might not happen. Right. I want that. And I don't know if they're going to be subversive. He doesn't get redeemed. He goes darker and darker and darker and darker. Right. Which I'm okay with that too. I'm okay with that too. It's like a Breaking Bad kind of thing. And with him going against uh, a telepathic uh, Luke. Yeah. 
it was clear from Force Awakens that Kylo's got anger issues. Oh, yeah. When he was going against uh, Force, Tele- Force Telepathy Luke. Yeah. Anger issues. Anger issues. Daddy issues. We've seen all the issues. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's wrap up. Uh, any stray observations, last thoughts? So much to talk about. The, Maybe... crystal, the crystal critters were beautiful. Oh, they were, weren't yes. they? Mm. Lots of cool little critters. And and the Lego sets they came out with, I, I bought them all. So, <laughs> you know, well, thank you guys. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Anthony, Victor, and Nathan. You guys got Twitter handles or anything you want to plug? Uh, at Victor Minatola, V-I-C-T-O-R-M-I-N-E-T-O-L-A. I'll put it in the show notes. And what's yours? I, I, I don't, you don't do the whole... I don't do social media all that much. I do Instagram. All right. A4Joni6. A4G-I-O-N-E. That's why the six is there. A4Joni6. And that's on Instagram. Nathan, I know you do the social medias. Yeah. You can find it all on my blog, which is NathanHughes.com. Ooh. Wow. You were able to get your own name. Got his own name. I actually have one, too, but I don't use it. $8? Yeah. That's not too bad. All right, well, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you next time.